Welcome to our last Tuesday of the month book discussion. Just a couple of librarians talking about books we think others might enjoy. September's read is The Butterfly Effect by Rachel Mans McKinney. Spoiler alert, we usually end up discussing endings and key plot points. I'm Amy, and joining me today is Stacy, Programming and Outreach Manager at Urbandale Public Library. Welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. Yes, I am so looking forward to chatting with you about this because I didn't expect to like this book, which is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> I know what you mean. I think we kind of can't help but go into it sometimes with some bias or expectations, but usually it can kind of be the opposite for me. Like I go in thinking, oh, this is going to be great. And I'm like, oh, I'm disappointed. So that's good that it went better for you. Yeah. So for those folks who don't know or haven't gotten into this book yet, it's a contemporary romance or what some people refer to as maybe chick lit or women's lit. Those aren't my favorite terms, but it's also a little deeper than that. The story starts and meets our main character, kind of our two main characters. It ends up being as they are arriving in Des Moines, Iowa. And our main character is a science PhD student and researcher who studies entomology and is coming back early because she's dealing with a illness in the family. And we'll just dive right in here to the meat. So yeah, I definitely, like I said, didn't anticipate liking it, but I think part of that, like you said, bias. I'm also not a big reader of a lot of romance novels and things that have a central romance. I really appreciate the genre. And I will say back in my younger years, when I was so much younger and more, I don't know, hopeful or hopeless romantic, (laughs) I'm much older now and wiser, but I did enjoy Chiclet. I went through a lot back when it really kind of hit the scene, I think first initially. And I agree with you. I love the idea of it. I love to hear the plot of these books, Mm -hmm. but I don't need to read them. (laughs) I'm like, I know what's going to happen. I know they're going to end up together and that's great. And I'm happy for them, but usually it doesn't keep me interested. I guess I'm very much a thriller reader. So the romance is kind of the opposite for me. So I definitely agree with you on that, but I appreciate that it's there if you need that kind of pick me up and just want a Hallmark movie experience. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly whenever I find myself enjoying a book outside of my usual genre, it's because I've gotten bogged down in my reading or I just need something to shake it up and provide me with a different perspective. This book definitely does that in ways that I enjoyed. Particularly, I really liked the science pieces that were thrown in and like science was not my best subject in school. Also like went to college to be a lit major and then went to library school. So it wasn't like my thing, but I really enjoyed that piece of it. Kind of gave it some extra flavor. Yeah, I agree. I always enjoy when an author does research or they have something kind of different to bring to the table. I really appreciate there's some authors that I read regularly that always have like a focus of what, you know, the character's profession is or something. And I think for me too, this was very palatable maybe because it was more of a natural science. So I think maybe people are a little more likely to relate. I don't know. I guess science can be interesting for anybody, but that was maybe where I felt like, at least me personally, I thought, oh, this is kind of cool to learn about butterflies. And I definitely didn't mind the science at all. I don't think that was a bad thing about the book at all. I think hopefully, if anything, that helped people be a little more interested in science. So I gave our main character something to be passionate about. Because as I was reading through some reviews, some that were really harsh, I felt like there was some complaint from people that she didn't feel relatable or 
she was not fully rounded individual. And that kind of made me sad because I think there are some very real characteristics about Greta that even if I don't personally identify with all of them, I don't know. She still seemed like a very real person to me. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she's a complex person. You know, we discussed this book at book club. I think, I don't know if the author was intending this, you know, we always kind of put some assumptions on what the author maybe had in mind, but I wonder if too, part of it is to accept someone for who they are. We have a lot of people in our real everyday lives that we cannot relate to. We still have to empathize with. And so I really thought, well, maybe that's what the author's trying to make us do. Like maybe she's, you know, really wanting us to see her for who she is, realize she's flawed, but she's got a lot of reasons to. I think also I really appreciate with my thrillers that I read, a lot of it's, you know, a psychological aspect where you see why a person turns into either the monster they are, you know, there's reasons for the way they are and not to call Greta a monster, but just, I think that's one of the great things about fiction is that it does teach us empathy. And I think we were really maybe struggling with her as a sympathetic character, but I think we also had lots of reasons to try to understand why is she this way? And, you know, a lot of it, I don't think was, she's a bad person. You know, I don't think we should put like a judgment on her or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I can see where that might be hard for people to relate to somebody who's not your typical character. You know, she's definitely not that. Which is one thing that I find refreshing when I'm reading books like outside my genre is if there is a character who doesn't necessarily fit the mold 100% for whatever role they're supposed to have. I just appreciate that the author flipped it. Like I think, was it Meg that's kind of maybe the antithesis of Greta? I feel like I still was a little more drawn to Greta than I was Meg. So I kind of do appreciate that the author did kind of flip that traditional, you know, like whatever girl next door and like no we're not it's the grumpy roommate with the girl next door or something but yeah the grumpy roommate who leaves her bras in the bathroom (laughs) to dry and yeah you're right I didn't necessarily think about Meg as the antithesis even from like a storytelling perspective because yeah I could see somebody easily taking the Danny and Meg story and making that a romance and that being the central part Whereas this was not that. And that relationship does definitely have its own story. But I liked that that was a side relationship. Yes. Yeah, because I think there are a lot of relationships that are really important in this. And and even though it's technically there is some romance because, you know, she has an ex-boyfriend and then she has this other friend who has this kind of potential. But I think to me, the biggest relationships were between Greta and her brother and then Greta and her mother. I think really it came down to that family dynamic. And I mean, I kind of felt sorry for the mom, but yeah, that was a very interesting dynamic that she included with the family. And then of course the dad being deceased. So we kind of understood him through them, you know, their memories and everything, but there was a lot there. I thought you're right. Me saying it was a chiclet romance is definitely like kind of boiling it down to what maybe the book ended on. Cause there's definitely an ending scene that mm-hmm. gives that uplifting, like this was a romance or like this was a comedy if you're talking about Shakespeare, but like there definitely was those tragic moments as we talk and learn about why Spoiler, the mom has a gambling addiction in the book and is dealing with that when her children are young and doesn't deal with it well, then seems to, you know, be in recovery 
as she comes back into their lives during the majority of this book. And that relationship dynamic definitely added a whole lot, even to, you said, understanding like past trauma that our main character Greta has gone through as well as Danny and understanding how that affected them both. So I, again, I'll go back to those harsh reviews. I feel like they are definitely full characters. And, you know, this just kind of occurred to me because I'm sure it's always good marketing to kind of call it a chiclet romance. But to me, the most crucial kind of confrontation, it wasn't Greta and her ex-boyfriend or even Danny has a, I guess, issue with his fiance, Meg. But, you know, Greta kind of has that moment with her ex-boyfriend. And, you know, there's like, oh, this moment, because you're thinking, are they going to get back together? He's with someone else. But to me, what really was the most profound kind of, I guess, confrontation was between Greta and her mother. They've been doing all this back and forth. Mostly Greta, you know, obviously has a lot of this unresolved anger and emotions. And there's one point where she says kind of something like, well, why am I this way? And so she's talking about like this self-awareness of why she's a little different, you know, because you can't help but compare her a little bit to her twin brother, you know, which I wonder again, what the author's trying to do there with them as twins and how they're so different. I felt like they were really different, but yeah, I thought the author did a, nice job. And, you know, I kind of tried to find some interviews with the author because she's, of course, been doing a lot of interviews. She's, a, I believe, born, raised Iowa. So she apparently had an experience in her own life that inspired the story. She lost her own brother at a fairly young age. I think she was younger than Greta was. And so that's kind of what spurred really this story. So yeah, I think that definitely means that she was probably more motivated by that family dynamic than any kind of romance. But we all need a little intrigue as well. So, I mean, I appreciated that there was that going on too. Yeah. And I think probably, like you said, marketing, adding depth and layer to it. And also maybe just in my mind, it would make sense if she is at this point in her life. She's in her PhD program. She's probably around, I don't know if we ever know exactly how old they are, probably mm-hmm. in her early 30s, late 20s, which there's always that social pressure when you're that age. And especially for women to be focused on relationships and to have something in there. So I think that you could look at it through that lens as well. Yeah, I think, you know, she is very focused on her career, probably maybe not always for the right reasons, but some of us were workaholics. But yeah, definitely. I think I liked that she was a pretty strong, I don't know if scientist is the right word, in her own right. You know, I mean, her ex-boyfriend was also doing his own work and everything, but, you know, she still had a lot to offer to the research that she was doing. So I did like that part that she was still a strong character for investing in your education. And, you know, yeah, I did like that. Yeah. A lot of that, I feel like, is a little rushed in the scene at the conference. And I wish there would have been a little bit more to that. And I know that our Mm -hmm. main character, Greta, definitely feels socially inept in herself. Mm -hmm. And we can Mm kind of see some awkwardness in those scenes at the conference towards the middle end of the book. But I really would have liked to see more of her professionally as well. Yeah, I agree. I think we wouldn't be surprised to know that she doesn't do well with presentations. I think that she's built up her character well enough that we would expect that. But I agree if we could have kind of had like some sort of like inner monologue while that was all going on. And then 
it was a big moment and we could have understood why she did things she did after that. I think it would have explained it a little bit better, making that a little bit more of the story. Yeah. It was a catalyst for something and it just would have been nice to have a little more, like you said, depth to that specific situation. Because yeah, I mean, obviously we know she did some pretty out of, I think, kind of character things after that. And it's just like, well, we need to understand more what's going on here, but we figure it out. It's a catalyst for a lot of things that happen, not just one, two. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I do think that would have been nice. Although I'm sure keeping it to a certain word, you know. Exactly. Keeping it under like 500 pages. I mean, I'm sure that's not easy. Yeah. So did you have a favorite character then? Was Greta your favorite? Good question. You know, I guess maybe, I don't know if I would say favorite, but one that was maybe most interesting or intriguing to me was Max, her friend. I wanted to know more about Max. And I guess I found their relationship interesting. And I really wanted to see more of that. I would have liked, you know, to see more of like their previous, because, you know, he's the one that picks her up at the airport. I'm like, well, who is this guy? You know, I guess I just felt like I missed some of that. So yeah, I did find him to be interesting. And then just of course, how that develops throughout the novel and wasn't really sure where that was going to go. Actually, it was very like, I don't know, is there something between them or, and it seemed like as we got further along, like, yeah, there's definitely something there, but then she's still hung up on her ex. And so I suppose it was a love triangle of some kind, but she didn't go the traditional route with any, I don't think of the relationships. So I give her credit for that. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think I also appreciated kind of the mirror almost that they find in their struggles individually that they're having during this point in the book. So Max's mother is dying and we don't find that out until a good chunk of the way into the book. And as Greta is dealing with the illness, I guess, of Mm -hmm. her brother. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it was used as a tool of the author's choice of not diving into him as much in the early book as, yeah, I mean, because it's all through Greta's eyes Mm -hmm. and she's being very self-centered in a way. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. as we all can be when we're Mm -hmm. dealing with hard situations, right? Absolutely. And just showing the different ways that people can be in relationships and things because he's still reaching out even as he's dealing with this. And yeah, so their dynamic is very different. Yeah. Cause I agree. I think that, you know, cause I remember they had a conversation at one point where he just says, you know, you're supposed to ask people how they're doing or something to that effect. And I thought, you know, if she'd done that, they could have really bonded more and helped each other more, I think through their own situations, you know, instead of having to kind of deal with it on their own. And I think that's probably what Max was really trying to do, but he obviously struggled with that with Greta because, I mean, I think there was part of her that understandably probably was very standoffish because of just that relationship with her mother. You know, she was a little more self-protective, if anything, you know, not that she didn't really care, but then I think, like you said, that maybe she just didn't know to ask how other people were doing and what they may be going through. And obviously everybody really had stuff going on. Yeah. There was nobody, I feel like that we were introduced in this book that just mm-hmm. had one thing on their brain, not even her ex. I feel like there was yeah, stuff kind of happening in the background, maybe not that mm-hmm. we really cared about mm-hmm. <laughs> as readers, uh-huh. but yeah. it still feel like there was stuff yeah. happening there. Yeah. Any other last things you wanted to talk uh-huh. about that we haven't gotten to yet? 
You know, I think one of the things you don't get to do it very often, at least I don't, or we don't when we live in Iowa, I did really enjoy reading a book that was based in Iowa. And I know the author said at one point in an interview that something she was very specific about, like with Ryman Gardens, probably, I think she was very much true to, you know, how it is in reality. But then other things she might have been a little more vague on just because I think she knows how people that are very familiar with Iowa and that particular part of the state might get a little critical if she's not exactly right. But I thought it was fun to just hear like, oh, I know where she's talking about. Like, I've been there. I've done that. And I think it was cute. We talked about that in our book club that I think a lot of other people liked that. I've never been to Ryman Gardens, so that's somewhere I would love to go. And I think she did a great job. It was another character in the book. And I think it could be like, oh, this is someplace I'd want to go after reading her book if you haven't been. Or maybe you want to go back because it's like, oh, now I see it in a new light. Even it's fictional, but behind the scenes. And I think somebody said at book club that the one example with the ants, that was actually true. That maybe that was actually something that they did have happen and they had to figure out how to get them out. And so I thought, oh, that's really cool. So I did like that very much. That is cool. I really also appreciate when like a small real life event makes its way into a book. That's cool because I think it's all kind of fantastical and like heightened right above like what is real life. And so I always enjoy when some real history gets thrown in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. It was a good read. I'd recommend anybody try it. I agree with you that it's not my regular cup of tea. But I always need to push myself outside of my comfort zone or, you know, get out of my rut sometimes. Because, yeah, sometimes you do need to take a break, even if it's your favorite genre. Absolutely. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. If you enjoyed The Butterfly Effect and are looking for more books to add to your reading list, you might want to try a couple recommendations we have for you today. My recommendation is also along the same genre, and I did actually read this one quite a while ago, but it's called The Kiss Quotient by Helen Huang. And it is also kind of where we've got a character in a contemporary romance that is a little bit different than what you would expect that doesn't fit necessarily that perfect mold as a lead in a romance book. And I also stuck with the genre of quote unquote chiclet and would highly recommend the Rosie Project by Simon Simonson. I'm not sure if I got his last name right exactly, but again, same kind of situation. There's a relationship. It's just a non-traditional relationship, but I would say that it has some just great humor, really endearing. And so if you felt like you might have been missing some of that in the butterfly effect, I think you'll get that in spades with the Rosie Project. And that's actually a, a trilogy, but Rosie Project, of course, you start with the first one, but that's, in my opinion, the best one. Awesome. Well, audience, we will be back in October with Jenny from North Liberty Library to discuss The Mad Women's Ball by Victoria Mass. We hope you'll join us again. 